Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. We are less than three weeks away from the 2018 midterm elections, and today I want to speak directly to those of us who identify as Gen Xers or millennials or younger. Collectively, we make up the majority of eligible voters in America, almost 60% of them. And during presidential elections, our people do show up, but midterms, well, sadly, a lot of us stay home. And as Michelle Obama recently put it at a voter registration rally, we let grandma pick our politicians for us. Now, I love my grandma, but I wouldn't super love for her to pick out my clothes or my furniture. So why should our generations leave it up to baby boomers and older Americans to pick out the politicians who will directly impact how our lives look moving forward? Whether we go to war, whether our access to abortion, a legal medical procedure becomes basically impossible. And here in Colorado, one candidate running for governor, Jared Polis, who for full disclosure has my vote, is running on a strong platform for public education and providing access to publicly funded preschool for all of Colorado. Now, those are real benefits that I'd love to have access to someday if Brad and I choose to raise kids here ourselves. And as much as I love my grandmother, do you think she cares about any of that? She's not enlisting in the army anytime soon, and I'm pretty sure her days of worrying about unexpected pregnancies are behind her. And baby boomers, frankly, they just don't have as much self-interest in solid public schools than younger parents who can't afford private school. So I am worried, to say the least, about the fact that Gen Xers, millennials, and younger voters like us tend to stay home during midterm elections like our upcoming one. In our last midterm election, older generations cast 21 million more ballots than us. And listen, I get it. I know midterms aren't as sexy as presidential elections. It feels like there's a bunch of small-time politicians asking for your vote that aren't on nationally broadcast debates where you can watch them in action. But local politics makes a huge difference on a ton of state and federal regulations and basically determines how much power we hand to Donald Trump and the Trump administration on how easy it'll be for them to work with Congress, depending on who's in control. Now, if you're listening to a podcast like Bossed Up, you probably already take steps to get your career and life in order. You're probably a pretty together person who gets to the ballot box often. But today, I want to talk about all of those friends of ours who might need a little more help in getting it together. Because I, for one, would rather have more of my friends contributing to our democracy than my grandma's friends, who you know already have this election marked on their calendars. So here are three steps to take right now to get your friends to vote. 
Step one, show, don't tell. What I mean by this is that people don't want to be lectured on why they should vote. They're going to be much more compelled to do it if everybody's doing it. So share your experience behind the scenes style. Share on social media if you're registering to vote again because you moved in the last year, like I did. Share the resources you found most helpful when doing a bit of candidate research before you cast your ballot. Or show yourself early voting if you live in one of the 37 states where that's an option. The idea here is to invite people into the process. Research has shown that people are more compelled to vote when compared to their own neighbors' voting records, which, by the way, are public. So whether or not you vote is a public record for all to see. So give your friends some FOMO, the fear of missing out. If you're actively showing your election preparation and participation, you might inspire others to take action, too. Step two, share concise candidate info. Honestly, I believe the biggest reason people don't vote in midterms is because unlike presidential elections, we don't really have a sense of who we're voting for. Governors' races and congressional candidates just don't break through into mainstream culture as much as presidential elections do. So there's a little more legwork required to stay informed. Take the guesswork out of it by sharing concise candidate rundowns with your friends. Like now, (laughs) it is never too late to start talking about candidate comparisons and ballot initiatives with your friends. And frankly, we don't have that much time left in this election cycle. So share concise resources from trusted sources like your local NPR station or a nonpartisan resource like Vote411.org, which is run by the League of Women Voters Education Fund, a 501c3 nonprofit. I found it really useful because I could type in my address and see all the initiatives and all the elections that are going to be on my ballot coming up this November. Talk about the candidates and ask your friends about where they stand. People want to be heard and they want their perspectives to be respected, even when there's disagreement. And sometimes the most persuasive thing you can share is your reasoning and your values behind your voting decisions. Step three, make a plan. One of the other biggest reasons people don't make it out during the midterms is that we fail to plan to vote. Research shows asking people about their specific voting plan, when, where, and how they plan to cast their ballot, increases their likelihood of voting, whereas simply encouraging them to vote does not. So ask your friends, when are you going to cast your ballot? Do you want to go together? How are you going to get there? And by the way, Uber and Lyft are offering free and discounted rides to the polls this year, so definitely check that out. Now, these questions might seem a little invasive, but what you're actually doing is forcing your friends to consider their plans. And if not asked, they might otherwise forget about a conflict that could keep them from getting to the polls that day. Remember, election day decisions are made up by whoever shows up. So let's all do our part this year, not only to vote, but to substantively support our friends, peers, and neighbors in doing the same this year. It's up to us to step up or give up all of our power to the grandparents in our world. Love you, Nani. (laughs) Shout out to my grandma. But it's time to get out the vote. Let's face it, 
speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.